You're listening to Ouija Brats. This is Devin. This is Liz. Liz, today I don't have one, like, overarching story to tell you, or at least one narrative story to tell you. Mm -hmm. I've got some things that I want to bring to the table and have us discuss. Are they thematically related? They are thematically related, of course, uh, but it's more a, I'll set something up and then I'll talk to you about something in the Pacific Northwest and get your thoughts on it. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued. Well, that's my job. I aim to (laughs) intrigue. I got tagged on Facebook uh, thanks to Mary Malone. Thank you very much for bringing me wonderful things, people. But Uh Mary tagged me on an article from a terrible website. I will put this in the show notes, but read it at your own risk. This page that she linked me to is is fine. It's very woo-woo. So if Uh you aren't into that, like, metaphysical, new age stuff, you won't care about this. But don't go to the other pages because it's, I forget what it's called. It's like educate-yourself.org. Uh-oh. That means Google until you find something that agrees with me instead of science. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Educate yourself. I love it. Educate, yeah. I'm considering making my New Year's resolution not to be the internet police, but... (laughs) I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a mantle I've carried for a good long while, and I'm I'm getting too old for this shit. But yeah, that's what I love when it I'm having a health policy argument with somebody, and they're like, "Educate yourself," and I'm oh like, "Well, God. I've been in school for this for nine years. That yeah. feels a little excessive, but yeah. by all means, Mister Tow Truck Driver, I will educate myself." <laughs> Don't go to this site, Liz. The other pages are like, why vaccines are poison. Uh. How to get rid of chemtrails. The gays are ruining America. And if it ain't the gays, it's the Jews. Wasn't there like a whole thing about how like certain things like listening to rock music and playing with Ouija boards would lead to like Satanism and lesbianism? Absolutely. It worked. Worked. Oh, thank Thank God it worked. I love being, <laughs> I love being queer. <laughs> it's so good. Thank you, rock music. Thanks, rock music. Okay, <sighs> don't look at any of the other pages on that site, but what does this so, one page have to tell this, us? This one page wants to talk about ley lines, in specifically planetary ley lines, um, and it, it goes on to talk about not only ley lines, but then the energy, the the, the metaphysical energy of the Earth mm-hmm. and the vortexes or hot spots that creates. And that's important because a Pacific Northwest favorite is on this list. Oh, okay. That's how I started this whole thing. I wasn't really sure what a ley line was. I knew what I thought a ley line was from watching a whole lot of unsolved mysteries and sightings as a child. Um, but because of this article, as as fringe weird as the rest of the website is, it got me doing some like new age 101 work. And I'm really oh, awesome. grateful for that. I won't um, say that I miss unsolved mysteries and mysteries of the unexplained and all those shows Mm -hmm. because it's like they're still out there but i miss being the person who i was when i was like 10 and would watch something like that and my mind was just completely blown and i was so into it because i can't watch it now you know i'm like oh this reenactment is horrible this doesn't make any sense you're not a scientist like 
Sylvia Brown, get the fuck out of there. You are a quack, and we will have nothing to do with your fake psychic readings. Yeah. Sylvia Brown, I hope, burned for a little while before, you know, moving on to the Summerland or whatever. She did some terrible things to people. Oh, God, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Uh, She was the thing, though, when we were growing up on that Mm -hmm. era of unexplained shows. Oh, my goodness. Everybody consulted her. Like She she wasn't the the most famous psychic, though, was she? Do you remember no. the most famous psychic? The miss was Miss Cleo. Call me now. Call me now. <laughs> Don't wait. Didn't she like your future awaits you? Yeah. So, oh, Miss Cleo. Goodness, what did she go to jail for? Was it fraud? Did she? I don't know. You could put people in jail for that kind of fraud. <laughs> Although I have a story of a gang of fraudulent clairvoyants in the episode I'm going to do for you next. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Look how related this is, folks. It's amazing. It's almost, Liz, like they were connected. Two points connected by a straight line. (gasps) That's exactly what a ley line is. So it's just a line? uh, No. Okay. (laughs) Two points on the same line, right? We know that. No, a we'll back up. We'll talk about when the term was coined. It was not that long ago. It was only 1921. Okay. And it was first coined by an archaeologist in England. And it had nothing to do with the New Age. Oh. It was coined by Alfred Watkins, who, as I said, he was an amateur archaeologist and he was living and working in England. And at the time, what Watkins was trying to do was identify ancient pathways in the present landscape. Oh, like that ancients used as roads. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, literal pathways. Actually, how did they get from point A to point B? And he was working at this this little town that now really doesn't exist anymore. It's called Blackwardine. And as he was looking at the landscape, he was also consulting maps. And what he saw was that it looked like that several large geological formations like mounds or actual mountains, you know, so man-made and geological Mm -hmm. peaks of earth, I guess, kind of lined up. And they were kind of lined up with some roads that already existed and some standing stones and some churches and some other things that people had erected. And he thought, well, this is really interesting. You know, this all looks like, from here, looks like one long line would intersect all of these points. So he got up higher and he realized that, yeah, many of the footpaths in the area, so the actual physical paths, were on one long continuous line. And they intersected or, or bypassed geological and man-made structures. Today, you know, our roads, we try to grid them, but they're very often not actually laid out on a straight path. So mm-hmm. it was it was unusual for him to realize that these footpaths had been constructed, not necessarily the most easy way from point A to point B, but in a straight appearing line, even if it was a little more difficult to go in that direction. So he thought that, well, why would they, why would they do this? Why would you run a line if it's easier to go around this mound, uh, you know, to, to walk around the mound instead of up and over it and down the other side to get from A to B? 
why would you continue to have a straight line? So he, he thought, well, maybe, you know, in Neolithic times, a lot of navigation was line of sight, meaning mm-hmm. you based on what you could see from where you were and you traveled to that point without getting lost by going mm-hmm. as straight as you could. Uh, also, not Neolithic, but more ancient times, Britain was, like most places on Earth, more densely forested. <laughs> yeah. Climate change. Oh, no. They did that to themselves on purpose. Oh, yeah. They were just like, no, we need the vista. We need to, to these open meadows, and it's good for King Henry to hunt his deer or whatever. But he also thought, well, okay, so not Neolithic, but more medieval times. Again, you know, travelers would probably benefit from traveling in as straight as line as possible. They could see where they were. They could see where they were headed. And putting these landmarks, these visual markers, either on them or connecting visual landmarks that already existed in the landscape was helpful, again, because it was going to allow you to say, like, oh, verily, Jonathan, ye shall travel to thine mound of stones, and at the mound you shall turneth right at the crossroads, or however they talked back then. You Um, you got it exactly right. I thought so. I thought so. Um, I've watched a lot of Game of Thrones, so I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. You didn't swear enough. Did you take a sip of wine after you said that? I had sex with my sister while we were talking about it, so I think that counts. Yeah, you're pretty much on the right track. I'm getting there. There's something about dragons and a really hot dude who brings me a horse. (laughs) All about that. Uh, so we're going to go back to uh, go back to my buddy Watkins. He uh, he decided that these long straight pathways needed a name, so he was going to call them ley lines. And he did that because he noticed that in a lot of these maps, places on the maps that were connected in this one big long string, often already had the term ley in them. We spell it ley l e y, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the maps showed L-A-Y, L-E-A, L-E-E, L-E-I-G-H. And so, you know, our buddy here assumed that, you know, philologists maybe had interpreted Neolithic words differently throughout the centuries. And so they'd written them down however they felt like it was spelled. But he could just, he could scoop them all up and smoosh them together and we'd pronounce it lay and spell it L-E-Y. And that's what a ley line was. It was a long, straight track that connected several points of interest on its way. Okay. You are skeptical sounding by that okay. And a lot of historians were also skeptical. Is it, Did I interpret that right? That was kind of a... Yeah, I'm kind of mm. waiting for more because our brains seek patterns and yes i haven't heard anything yet that's super dazzling and makes me go whoa rather than yeah there's a lot of you know roads that are near places because places are near roads because that's how roads work because yeah right like a church is on the same street as macy's that don't mean shit it just means that we carved a pathway here Because Lee, doesn't that just mean, like, meadow or something? It's like kill in Irish. Like, there's a lot of places that have kill in the name, and it just is because it means creek or something, I think. Come on now. Dig deep into your brain and pull out that (laughs) one year of Irish you took. Is that what kill means? K-I-L? 
Killarney, Kilpatrick, Kilimanjaro. Oh, it means church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bogus. Doesn't mean creek at all. I know, I was far off. But basically, it's one of those things that is a part of a lot of place names, not because it's meaningful, but because they just sort of evolved that. Like how Britain has a lot of places that end in Chester, right? Or Kester, like Leicester, Chichester, all that kind of stuff. And it's just because Castro is Latin for camp. And so you start out with your land, Castro, and then that evolves into Caster, Chester over the years. And it's just... Back to Roman times when they were like, you know, here's the camp by the river. River That's kind of amazing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's not mystically significant that I know of. No, no. And, you know, the... Certainly it wasn't... Ley lines weren't mystically significant back when... uh, Back when our boy Watkins was talking Mm -hmm. about them. But he was still met with criticism the same criticism that you are coming up with where historians were just like what the fuck britain has so many points of geographic and human interest that it is impossible to not draw any random literally random straight line across the map and intersect several it doesn't mean anything you're making just as you said you're finding patterns you're interpreting data and and finding patterns you're making them up to fit this narrative, or you can't help but see a pattern. Uh, it's kind of like in in movies, or I think there's been real-life versions, because that's how movies do for us, <laughs> is when they, like, link together the sites of crimes and they make it into, like, a star yes. or something. Yes. And you're like, well, yeah, because you decided to connect the top one to the bottom left one. Mm-hmm. If you just connected them all with the shortest lines, you'd have a pentagon. You, yeah, what are you exactly. doing? Exactly. No, Liz, it's not a pentagon. It is a pentagram, and it means it's the work of Satan. Right, right, right. Get it together. I'm with you. Well, if you want to be with me further, we can can talk about where the woo-woo part comes in. Okay. The woo-woo part comes in where, in 1969, there's this, like, super new-age hippie John Mitchell, who's also a writer, and he revived the term ley line. Um, to mean a line, it could be a physical line, it could be a road, but more often than not, it was um, a line that you only kind of felt in the ether. It, it had spiritual and metaphysical properties, uh, and but it was like feng shui, you know, it was just this, an energy pathway. Okay. And the ancients... <laughs> That's a very non-committal okay. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ancients would build their sites of, of importance, and then later we would build our sites of importance on top of those old sites of importance, but that the ancients were somehow drawn to, I'm going to put my circle of stones here, because they felt something in the energy of the earth that drew them to this point. And they wouldn't have known it at the time, but it was on a ley line. It was on this pathway that energy, metaphysical energy, travels the earth in. Now, so, why would they not have known it, but Johnny knows it? Is Johnny using sophisticated technology? I think Johnny's probably using a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know, see what I'm saying? I, that he, yes. you know, oh, they wouldn't have known why they were building there. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, if if it's not? something that you can sense by closing your eyes and feeling real hard, then I think they were in- eminently qualified to do that. 
Well, I tell you what, maybe I haven't read Johnny's book on this. So maybe he does talk in there about how spiritually elevated our Neolithic ancestors were and that they knew exactly the fuck this this super energy highway was. And we're like, fuck yeah, Stone Mound goes right the fuck here where I'm (laughs) feeling this super high crystal energy vibe. Didn't sound like that from the synopsis I read. But I will admit to you, I didn't read his book. Okay. Like I said, that term in terms of New Age spiritualism can be a physical pathway. More often than not, it's not. It's a spiritual pathway. But what John did was kind of connect the idea that these roads that Watkins described as ley lines could also have further spiritual significance, I guess, or or paranormal, like without meaning, you know, a ghost moves a glass, but other than normal, like otherworldly significance, because a lot of the ley lines that Watkins described had also been used uh, for ancient funerary possessions, uh, funerary processions. Okay. These roads at the time were called, depending on the language you spoke, you know, they were death roads, they were spirit paths, they were Dudwegen or Geisterwege. <laughs> I don't speak those language, but that's how it, you know, looks. Uh, but they were- That literally so, just means ghost way. Ghost way. I love it. Isn't that sweet? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna take exit 20 and get on the ghost way. Get on the ghost way. I like Dudwegen, because it sounds Dude like- wagon. The term of endearment that I use so often. <laughs> Um, but you know, these were actual pathways. They were on these lay line, lay lines that Watkins described, actual physically used roads that people described. But then your pal Johnny was like, Hey, a lot of energy that people, living people had passed through here. These mourners felt extreme feelings as they were on these pathways. And then you had dead dudes, and dead dudes usually have ghosts attached to them. So maybe these ley lines are, like, further charged by the energy of the people using them and the spirits of the deceased. So, oh my goodness, like, so much energy is traveling up and down these pathways, you know? The energy from the earth, and then the energy from the ancients, and then the energy of the roads still being used now. I don't know if it's, like, this giant, like, cosmic weirdo prayer wheel or what he was getting at, but it sounds like from my understanding of our boy John Mitchell, he was saying that ley lines as physical roads can still, um, even today, their energy can be influenced and amplified by human use. See, I don't exactly reject that. I just think he's landed on an explanation that's not very parsimonious and that he's like, the land already had these and people walked over them and amplified them. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. could it just be if we're taking these as plausible things in the first place that people just walked over those roads until yeah. they became whatever they are? Cause it's not yeah. like he could observe them before. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, Johnny was not scientific. Like you said, by any means. Is his so, name actually Johnny or did I just say that randomly? His name is John. So right, John Boy, you, you gave him a delightfully charming nickname. You <laughs> infantilized him very expertly. When I'm looking at ley lines in 
in England, you know, so you're looking at you're looking at the, the ley lines that Alfred Watkins came up. And there's there's one called St. Michael's. And it's a ley line in Great Britain that ends up connecting. I'll pull up this map of, map of it. It's called the St. Michael Alignment. And it lines up on May Day at sunrise. The sun creates a direct pathway across part the lower part of Britain. And that pathway intersects Hopton, a St. Edmund's church. It intersects a couple of standing stone circles. It intersects the uh, Czechoslovakian St. Michael church. It intersects, oh, where else? I don't recognize some of these places. But the point is, oh, it finally ends at St. Michael's Mount. I guess Watkins would theorize that this line, you know, if you drew a line, it really does intersect all of these points. It's not an actual physical roadway, but it's a ley line as in a line of sight. And my thought is that, like, well, it's May Day sunrise. May Day used to be a big deal thing. So we know that ancient peoples built their sites of importance, you know, to either connect with solstices or equinoxes or Mm -hmm. so why the fuck not well okay this is where the sun hits at 10 a.m on may day cool yeah we're gonna build it right here um or alternately we have a very short building season in great britain because of all the rain mm -hmm. where is it sunny when we can actually get some sun well we can (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but uh, I got folks, my skeptic hat on today. Sorry, you really do. Now go for it. It's all right because I'm going to need you to be skeptic with me later. I'll go into the. I'll play good cop on this one. Okay. Um, John Mitchell would have said that no, you know, this is definitely a a spiritual ley line. All of these points of religious importance lay on this line in Britain, and they do so because at some level we were drawn to this line of energy that is already there. Um, the St. Michael ley line that I found while I was looking up ley lines that I actually thought was really cool was, um, it's another called St. Michael's line, but this one goes through, um, a whole huge part of Europe. It, Hmm. it starts at Skellig Michael off the coast of Ireland, which is, Mm -hmm. by the way, if you've seen the new Star Wars where Luke Skywalker lives, (laughs) Hanging out on Skellig Michael. Uh, but if you draw a straight line from there and you draw it down uh, southeast through Europe, it passes St. Michael's Mount in Britain. It goes through Mont St. Michael. It goes through Leon. It goes through um, a place in, I believe, Spain. I'm looking at this map that doesn't tell me the countries, but we're going to go off some clues here in the words. Sacre de San Michel. Uh, it then goes down through Italy. It hits Pisa. It hits uh, Francis of Assisi. It hits another Michael church. It goes down through and hits Delphi. Goes through some little Greeky islands. And it finally ends up at Mount Carmel. Okay. Again... I know you could draw any line anywhere, but I thought it was really cool that so many places devoted to St. Michael, Michael the Archangel, Mm -hmm. end up on this map. 
on this but so ley does line. Mount Carmel and a St. Francis church. Uh, yeah, but those are... Mm, I shouldn't have read those two. I should have just read the ones that made sense with what yeah, I was saying. Damn it. You just call Fuck them it. outliers and you throw them out. God damn I, it. Because I'm just visualizing where I am right now. And if I draw a straight line from where I am toward downtown and then about a mile the opposite direction, there's going to be, if I go about a mile south and a mile north, there's Westminster Church, there's the Korean Church, there's the Greek Church, there's the Slavic Church, there's Gretna Green Church, and then it ends at Corbin Park. <gasps> Corbin, and Corbin. the significance is that Washington Street has been a part of our layout for a long time. You are no fun. I you am the fun killer today. I'm killer the joy of killer. Joy. A thief well, here's of my joy. thing with like a map as big as Europe too is <laughs> how close that line. <laughs> a map as big as Europe, I have issues with it. <gasps> But with a scale that big, yeah. how close counts as going yeah. through? Like, yeah. if it got within 100 kilometers yeah. of Delphi, did they count it? Yeah. That's does it have to actually, does it go through, like, the temple or the caves or whatever? Does it go through, like, the peak of Mount Carmel? Yeah. Or is it just kind of, you can see Mount Carmel from where the line goes. How the, wide is this line? Exactly. It is not to scale. Yeah, you're like, so does the line represent a swatch that goes through two feet wide? Or is mm -hmm. this a several mile wide line that we're seeing represented yeah. on this map? Okay, well, you told me that you could draw a line through Spokane and hit a whole mm -hmm. bunch of places of significance. You want to know why that is, boo? Hmm. You want to know why that is. That is because, get ready for it, Spokane is an Orgone hot spot convergence site. The fuck is Orgone? <laughs> Orgone? That's Orgone. the state below us, Devin. <laughs> That's the fuck is Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Isn't that that road in Spokane that's like Sprague yeah. but worse? No, that's Argon. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Uh, Oregon is a word. Okay, now we're getting into the part that I have a hard time, like, rooting for. <laughs> I want to talk about ley lines more here in a minute because I do think there's some cool stuff. You know, like Nazca lines and, and, and I do kind of believe. I don't necessarily believe, but I'm willing to entertain the idea of a web of energy lines across the earth, okay. you know, like neurons or whatever, whatever. We'll talk about that in a minute. But orgon is a word that's used to describe the spiritual energy that constantly swirls around the earth. Um, I like I, how they just all sneaky, like named it something that sounds like it might be on the periodic table. Possible. To just kind of... Skate past the part where they made it up. It's between oxygen and argon. So yep. it's when you mush them together and they lose a valence electron, I guess. Yep, and um, get orgone. On this post, this was this is the meat of the post that Mary, I told you about earlier, tagged me on. Okay. So this is the part that comes from this awful, terrible website that no one should go read anything but the link that I will put in the show notes. Um... And Heather, 
another dear friend of mine in Spokane was talking about where she first heard the term orgone. So I'll have to, in the show notes, type up um, kind of a backstory on how the the word came into being. But again, it's like this metaphysical dude decided orgone is a word that's going to be used to describe spiritual energy that, you know, whatever, swirls around the earth. So that's the word these people use. That's the word mm-hmm. I'll keep using. Okay. According to some New Age spiritualists, orgone flows through the earth via the poles where it exits at the pole. So like it spouts up at the pole and then falls down like a snow globe back around the earth to get sucked up at the other pole. And it's, it's the earth constantly recycling its metaphysical energy. Um, it cleans it, it filters it. And the poles are the two big holes in the earth where the energy comes out. But you can have other holes, and these are known as hot spots if they're big enough. And the way that the (laughs) orgone gets out of the Earth is it places where plate tectonics happen. Because you see, Liz, that that splits the mantle and allows the energy freedom to pass through, you know, the Earth easier. Yeah, you know all those earthquakes they have in Antarctica? That's because of the orgone is escaping at Mm -hmm. rapid clips uh well so because we're on the pacific rim we got a lot of hot spots hot spots like i said these are portals into the mantle where the energy comes and goes from and these hot spots have points between them do they mean volcanoes they can mean volcanoes but they're not all (laughs) volcanoes is old Uh, faithful one Yes, Yellowstone has a hot... Yellowstone is considered a hot spot. All of those geyser activities are are hot spots. And you, you hit on it. The exact middle, the point of convergence between a hot spot in a seamount just off of Vancouver Island and Yellowstone, Wyoming's hot spot, right smack dab between the two. If you were to draw a line from one to the other, guess which city it is, Liz Blodgett? Spokane. Spokane. The Lilac Orgone City. The Lilac Orgone Zone. And this is important because the website says convergence sites, because they're between these two competing spheres of energy influence, Liz, often bad energy gets trapped there. And... I thought all the energy flew out of there. No, all the energy flows out the poles. You weren't listening. All the energy can also come out as hot spots. These are two areas. Think if you've got your bathtub on and your kitchen sink on, and they both overflow where the water flows from your kitchen mm, through your living okay. room, and then on the other way, it's your bathroom, and then they hit each other. That's Spokane. That would explain a lot. Yes, it does. That's why there's so many bad things that happen in Spokane, like the hauntings and the curse. And that's why people say you never leave Spokane is because it is an area of bad negative juju energy and it's trapped there. And what the website says is that sites of convergence need frequent orgone cleaning to dispel this vortex of bad energy. And they're qualified to perform this for three easy payments of fifty nine ninety nine. No, the site doesn't tell you how you clean it. Okay. And they don't say that they will clean it. Well, but it's- Spokane area has been inhabited for a long time. If people are so wise and can, like, tune into ley lines, wouldn't they steer clear of backwash zones? 
No. Because that totally, that theory dispels everything that your boy Johnny was saying earlier about people oh. being able to sense energies in places. Oh, these um, are competing theories, I These see. are competing, well, they are now that you pointed it out. But if you want to, I mean, you want to talk about bad energy scaring people off of places, then we are going to go a little bit south into Oregon. Mm-hmm. And we are going to talk about the Oregon Vortex. The Oregon Vortex? Have Is this like of- a gravity hill? Oh my god, you perceptive little minx! Oh, I could just kiss <laughs> your face. The yeah, Oregon where do gravity vortex. hills fit into this? What's that? Where do gravity hills fit into this? Gravity hills fit into this because the Oregon Vortex, the Oregon Vortex, also known as the House of Mystery, is a property located in Gold Hill, Oregon, which is down kind of near the California border. And it's a roadside attraction that opened in the 1930s. And what it is, is that this house is a, I told you, house of mystery. It's a house of wonders. It's a house where physics and gravity and other natural forces seem to cease to work correctly. Oh, okay. uh, I, I mean, I read about the, I heard about this on sightings, on Unsolved Mysteries, on, you know, all those weird little pamphlets I read as a kiddo. Like, this was the coolest place, and I bought every fucking word of it when people were mm-hmm. like, you go to this house, and Devin, if you at five foot nothing were to stand next to your dad at six foot four, you could see the difference. But if you switched places in this house, Devin, you would suddenly be taller than your father. Um... If you roll a ball on this floor and you look at the floor, the floor slanted uphill. The ball should actually roll away from you, but instead it rolls, it appears to roll up this hill. Or you can put a broom in the middle of the floor and it'll stand perfectly upright on its bristles. Or uh, when you walk around, you're walking at a weird angle. You're not walking upright. You're walking, you know, at a seven degree tilt um and when you go through it you are totally disoriented and you can feel the energy of the place i know something else about this place what do you know about this place if you went there you would get so motion sick (laughs) you specifically (laughs) me specifically and anyone like me who is cursed with with very petite inner ears i suppose because you were born on a ley line or in a bad backwash energy (laughs) in backwash energy i was born four score and seven (laughs) energies ago um yeah so like you said the gravity hill comes into play because a gravity hill is is an optical illusion you talked about gravity hill in washington where you put a car in neutral right and you'll see that it goes uphill Mm -hmm. it's not going uphill liz it's going downhill very slightly downhill. <laughs> but the your perception, your your eyes are terrible at figuring things out. And the perception, the visual perception that you have is wrong. You're actually downhill. So this house, it was actually a, um, a gold assessor's office that was built in 1909 or something like that. And uh, 
it was built there and the you know the legend was that native americans used to live in this area but when they got to the oregon vortex area their horses wouldn't enter it so it was this deserted area that no man was supposed to go and indians called it the forbidden zone but you know the miners didn't give a shit they were after that sweet gold so they built their gold assessor's office there and a tool shed there. And then something happened and it slid off of its foundation and partway down a hill. And it came to rest at this cattywampus angle. Now the house has these magical properties. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all the like earlier building and sliding down the hill and stuff is all attested in the historical record. Absolutely. That definitely all happened. Definitely all happened. Especially if you go to the Oregon Vortex. I mean, like, it's it's a roadside attraction now. You know, it's mm-hmm. got the signs in the parking lot, everything. Uh, if you go to their website, they they say all this, Liz. So I, I don't know why they would lie. If it's just to get your $12 admission fee, then <laughs> they're even cheaper than I am. <laughs> um, but they say, here's a quote from the website. The Oregon Vortex is a spherical field of force, half above the ground and half below the ground. The word vortex simply means a whirlpool of force, like a whirling mass of water. <sighs> Jesus. Especially one in which a force of suction operates. <laughs> what happened there with that Jesus? Did your suspension of disbelief uh, yes, crack for a second? Yes. yes it's trying. hard. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get into it. Ah. <sighs> The force of suction operates such as a whirlpool or a whirling mass of air or one in the form of a visible column or spiral such as tornado. So their website is like, this is a metaphysical woo-woo place. The tour guides, apparently, when people will be like, is this place actually magic? The tour guides are just like, let's do an experiment. And then they have you roll a ball up a hill or they have you and your your off-height partner stand and then swap places and see that, oh, my God, now your heights are reversed. Yeah, the tour guides at 221 B. Baker Street also will kind of pretend that Sherlock Holmes was a real person. Yeah, I bet they will. I bet they will. Well, my thought is that it's a liability issue. People are like, the tour Uh, guides are very even-handed. And I'm like, ah, no, if you don't say it, then you aren't responsible for people being like, well, you know, Miranda, the 16-year-old tour guide who's trying to make a buck 25 an hour this summer promised mm-hmm. me that this is magic um no the the website is very clear that they feel that this is a a place of power that it is on a ley line that it is a a new age metaphysical hyper spiritual spot of energy that's uh you know geophysical that's paranormal that's psychic magic crystal energy and then you have scientists come in and they are like ah optical illusions my friends are you allowed to bring a level in you are you're allowed to bring i don't know if you're allowed to bring a level in you can bring compasses in they'll allow you to do that you can photograph you can't take video or audio recording and there was a group of paranormal investigators and they're they're quite famous they're like one of the ones that has actual people on their team not just like former you know not just like hobbyists who then got mm-hmm. some fancy equipment uh and i i'm totally blanking on the name of this team that went in but you know it's like a 
an ex uh, director of security for the FBI. So he's, oh, okay. you know, he's, with 20 years in the field, I can't believe I can't come up with this name, but they went and taped an episode there and they found a lot of things where they were like, no, for legit, I get it. This looks cool, but it's a gravity hill. You are mm-hmm. actually, the ball is rolling downhill, but because of your, your angle of, of standing and your visual perception, it just looks like it's going uphill. This guy is standing. It, it looks like you're on a level surface, but if we took a level to it, you're actually not. And that's playing tricks on your mind. It's trick photography like it's- Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Even I can't touch the camera. <laughs> you're just so small. I love it. Um, also, these folks that were there to investigate... Uh, wanted to dig a couple feet into the ground and be like, did y'all put a bunch of fucking magnets in the ground to like mess with people's yeah. compasses? And the folks that were there were like, you can't dig. You you can't dig. No That's how they used to do that. Lot. I, you know, no one from the audience can pick this thing up. And then the guy doing the show can thing is you just put a big magnet under the stage. Oh my God. That's brilliant. And you turn it off. And then you turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you can use electricity to fuck with people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another theory is that this area was, I mean, it had a lot of gold. You had gold miners. And when you have a gold seam, you often have a quartz seam. Um, oh, okay. Similar mineral structure. And quartz is one of those minerals that people have. I mean, not only do they have spiritual woo-woo properties, I've cut quartz on all of my altars. I absolutely am going to buy into part of the, like, it makes me feel more tranquil and cleansed if for no Mm -hmm. other reason than looking at it reminds me that I wanted to feel more tranquil and cleansed. Yes. But I thought I would get that when I bought a cheap little necklace that just, you know, it's got one of those little quartz crystals hanging down and then... My daughter came toward it when she first saw it and said, the crisis gem, the crisis gem, over and over while fondling it. And that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> You're like, here you go, spooky toddler. You have the Channeling dead gem. crazy people as oh, usual. Always. Just absolutely 100% of the time, is she? Oh, man. Well, but quartz is one of those minerals that... Uh, Ghost skeptics have said, well, this kind of conducts, conducts energy weird and it can, it can resonate at a frequency or quartz is actually an electromagnetic conductor. You can uh, get an electrical charge out of quartz if you apply enough heat or pressure. And, and those kind of things can impact your lizard brain to make you feel paranoid. Watched. Oh, like an infrasound thing. Just like an infrasound thing. So you've got skeptics going here being like, well, I bet there's a shit ton of quartz in the ground. So not only do you have optical illusions playing on your mind, you've got, you've got a a quartz seam running under here, which could definitely impact the vibrations, like the physical, not the, not the spiritual, but the physical vibrations of the place, which are going to, uh, play on people. Um, you know, evolutionary psychologists have said that you've got these, these agent detection mechanisms, which, you know, they're the, the things, the processes that evolve to protect us from harm that, that are, um, they're processes that we're not always aware of, you know, so your brain is always trying to keep you from harm. And, and they've said that this is why a haunted 
house, like a fake haunted house experience will make you mm-hmm. feel like you're, you're scared, you know, and it, they're using things like optical illusions. Your brain does not know what it's seeing, which freaks it out. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. using, um, shortened truncated spaces, uh, oh. lowered ceilings, apparently heighten people's anxiety response. And if you look at photos of the organ vortex, the ceiling has got to be only like seven feet tall. In a lot of these okay. places. so you I'm feel- picturing in the old Willy Wonka when he looks like he's going to go down that long hallway and then oh he takes gosh. like three steps and yes. it's just a foreshortened thing. Yes, I think that is exactly what's actually at play in the Oregon Vortex. I've never visited, but I think it is that total perception mismatch that you have. That's um, how they make Cinderella's castle look so big at Disneyland. Is it really? Yeah, they oh, use like cool. very specific angles to make it seem a lot taller than it actually is. I mean, it is actually a tall castle, yeah. but it visually makes a bigger impact on you than well, it would if it was just, you cool. know, 90 degree angles. Walt, you smart shit. I mean, <laughs> what a brilliant, maybe he wrote this website that I found out about Spokane on because he was also anti-Semitic. So there you go. <laughs> there's a ley line, Liz, from Disney all the way to educate-yourself.com. Um, I I keep thinking back to that whole was the dress blue and black or white and gold thing? Yeah. That was just I think one of the first hugely widespread examples of the fact that our brains are not as good at interpreting facts objectively as we like yeah. to think they are. Yeah. That we all suddenly understood that your brain is very trickable. By the way, the dress was obviously black and blue, but I will say that I saw it as blue and gold at one time from the right mm-hmm. angle on my monitor, and it was just like those magic eye things. Yes. Where it just like switched and you go, oh, fuck, now I totally get it. You're picking up mm-hmm. on highlights versus shadows yes and that's what it was for me anyway that's that's what caused it to flip in my brain Mm -hmm. but the you know the organ vortex i sounds to me like a whole lot of good roadside attraction other people believe it is a place of super mysticism powers Spokane sounds to me like a good little town that's trying its heart out. Other people would say a whirlpool of bad energy. I already know how you feel about the ley lines in <laughs> Europe. So I won't <laughs> I won't fight you on that one. But I thought it was interesting. I, I was really surprised. I mean, I don't... Whenever I see Spokane pop up in a book... Or an article, even if it's a negative one, I get that little, like, thrill I get when I see my own name in print. And I'm like, Validating. Yeah, right? (laughs) That's my city. That's where I'm from. So Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, kind of proud. And it was interesting to, I was surprised to see Spokane pop up on a New Age site. Because we've had, what, like, three or four little New Age shops in Spokane and they all just (laughs) crumble. Yeah. We're not a new age mecca. Um, Because of the backwash. Because of the backwash. Now, oh God, what an awful term. 
I know, it's the worst. Sensitive people, get out of here. I mean, the thing is, like, this is a testable hypothesis. You could say, like, okay, here's, we're going to make some sort of composite measure of badness, like number of murders, number of hate crimes, number of suicides, you know, all this kind of stuff. You do that, and then you put in, like, every place in the country or whatever, and then you can test that against the places that people say are bad. And it might not prove that, you know, it's it's an issue of backwashing, but you could say, like, yes, statistically, these places that you're saying are, you know, in the bad vortex actually do have higher crime rates, higher suicide right. rates, more incidents of cancer, all this kind of stuff. Right. I would be interested to see them engage with that. <laughs> like... I just because I feel like it's very easy if somebody tells you about an area and they say, you know, so like New York, it's terrible, right? And you're like, yes, I can think of lots of crimes in New York. Right. Or they say New York, it's great, right? You're like, yeah, all the art and the culture and then this. Yeah. So I don't know, might be a little confirmation bias, but I don't know. <laughs> That's very even handed. Might be a yeah. little bit of confirmation. I think it's, it's a just lot a of it. Smidgen. I just, I really don't think that any place that is a three-time named All-American City in 74, 2004, and 2015, like Spokane, would be a negative energy backwash. (laughs) I just don't buy it. How did we win such a prestigious award by having all this negative energy swarming in from Yellowstone and also from the Vancouver Sea Mountain? Can we clean this place up? Is this a project? We can, we can all join hands and yeah, move it along? <laughs> I think so. I mean, this website is the kind of website, like I said, that that believes in chemtrails. And so they have photos of the cloud bursters that you can make yourself by putting some crystals in a tube and pointing it at a at a oh god at a chemtrail i don't even like saying the word but you can point it at the vapor trail left behind by an airplane and liz gosh darn it if you won't watch that vapor trail dissipate <laughs> and it's because of the cleansing power of the crystals in your tube and so maybe we should try that on spokane okay i kind of feel like if the author didn't tell us how we clear out the bad orgone, then we get to decide. And then whatever we have decided is clearly the correct thing, because I think the good energy is going to influence our sphere of thought. I think I'm gonna walk down the street and get on one of those bridges over the river and just huck the crisis gem right in there. <laughs> it's right into the river. <laughs> it's sealed door! <laughs> no! Into the waters of Spokane River. <laughs> Do oh it. Oh my god. Do it. Take pictures. Report back. No, it cost me $8 on Amazon. <laughs> Buy another one for $2 on Wish, and it'll only take six weeks to arrive and smell like China. <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. I like this one. Thank you for bringing this to me. It let me really sharpen my claws on some stuff, and I needed that this afternoon. It really did. Damn, I couldn't couldn't even pretend to be into parts of this because Liz's <laughs> Liz's just absolute crushing 
cynicism was palpable yeah. to me. 3,000 miles like- away, I could feel it. Oh, because we're on a ley line. <gasps> we're on I-90. Liz, we're oh, both on I-90. That's a ley line. What? Oh, girl. I hope I'm always on your ley line. Yeah. Okay, well, oh, my God. that crisis, Jim, right as soon as yeah. I'm done with our outroing. Yeah, feck it into the falls and yeah. call it a day. Exactly. By the time you folks have listened to this, Spokane will be clean. We'll be like the Tammy Genas of Spokane and get to go, <laughs> this city is clean. Well, thanks, Liz, for letting me tell you about ley lines. Thanks for getting super pissy with this beautiful story that I brought you. <laughs> I will say an actual genuine thank you to Mary and Heather for weighing in on this for me on Facebook. And I would really hope that they both talk about their knowledge as opposed to my really poor regurgitation of readings. Um, no, I take it all this. back. Energy absolutely comes out of the North Pole and flows down to the equator like the chocolate fountain and golden corral <laughs> and just washes over and over. Energy comes out your butt. <laughs> just like some of your words. Oh my goodness. I'm going to say a thank you to our patrons who put up with your shit. Woman. We have two new patrons to shout we out. We have two new patrons. Please shout out to them. So one is Laurel. Thank you, Laurel, for your support. Hey, Laurel. Liz, you know Laurel. I know Laurel. Laurel, last time I hung out with Laurel was making some cool jewelry out there in the world. Uh, Yeah, check her out on Instagram. It's Witch Witch Handmade. Nice. Yeah. And we also had a pledge from Chris Graham. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. What you do, but I bet whatever it is, you do it in a cool way. Chris, you probably look damn fine doing it as well. Yeah, that's a guarantee if you're a listener of our show. Oh, 100%. You not only do what you do, you do it with style. Damn right. If you're going to do what you do and you're going to do it with style, we hope one of the things you do is continue to listen to us. And, of Mm -hmm. course, you know you can do that on iTunes. You can do that on Podbean. You can do that on Google Play. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Liz is also putting our episodes up on YouTube that usually have a cool picture accompaniment. In addition, we would love it if you do stay in touch with us on social media. You get us on the Facebook, you get us on Twitter, you get us on Instagram. You kind of can't get away from us at all. Mm -hmm. We also have our website, WeJabroads.com, which is where these show notes will be. In addition to, our gift guide is a little out of date now. It is past the holiday gift-giving season, but when you listen to this, you're probably going to be in early January, probably going, what the fuck should my resolutions going to, should they be? And we have... 52 books that you can read in 2018 that will make you a much better, weirder person. So you should go check that out from our website. While you're doing all that with style, you should probably continue to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Ah, good stuff, folks.